This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Ryan Baldinger, Carl Dukes in the huddle, guys. Um, I want to ask you about the Dolphins. We saw Tua throw two picks last week. It's the first time I've seen him struggle maybe 10 weeks, you know? I mean, prior to the concussion, obviously, or or right after the concussion. But the thing that we know is when he plays games, full games, he wins, right? That's what the Dolphins have done this season. And then he struggles last week. But again, that 49er defense is on another level. And now the Dolphins take on the Chargers. They go to to, uh, to L.A. to take on the Chargers. So it's Tua versus Herbert. And, and everybody is looking at this next group of quarterbacks. That includes Jalen uh, Hurts. That includes Tua, Herbert, uh, you know, Trevor Lawrence. We're, we're figuring out, is this group going to be what we expected? And so this is an interesting matchup this week, Baldy. And, you know, I, I mean, is this going to be a shootout? Is this going to be a high-scoring affair? Well, if the Chargers keep tackling the way they tackle, I mean, they just don't tackle, Carl. And that includes <laughs> Derwin James. Like, I'd call them all out. Like, they just can't tackle. And it's just frustrating to watch because you can be in right positions. But, I mean, they're just not, you know. And then defensively, they're just not very good. That's a big part of it. You you know, they, nobody gives up the type. I think right now, let me just, just double check that. But I, I'm, I'm pretty sure right now that – yeah, I mean, they're 32nd in rush average. I mean, they're last, mm. you know? And so, uh, you know, now Miami has the ability to run the ball. They really missed Teron Armstead at left tackle. Uh, I don't know what that shoulder situation is going to be like this week because you're going to have Khalil Mack out there. Maybe, you know, who knows? But, uh, you know, if Bosa comes back and when he comes back, he might be out there this week. But, you know, it'd be good if they had Teron Armstead back. They just don't, you know, the Chargers just don't have a defense the way the 49ers do. Like, I just think Tua gets back on track here. Like, you know, in Herbert, I mean, as good as he is, he can't do it all. And he kind of, they kind of got six wins because he has to do it all. And that's just a hard thing to do every single week. I think Miami gets back on track this week. I think Tua gets back on track. He's not going to get pressured like he was no. by Boza, and, you know, in those situations. And, and uh, he took a hit from Nick Bosa last week. I don't know how he got up from it. And so, you know, he had back-to-back throws that got picked. And um, they were just – they just weren't the type of throws that we've seen this year. But – so I think the, the receiving core, the passing game of Miami is I think they get back on track. Baldy, a couple of uh, weird things happened this week, and I just yeah. want to get your take on them. Um, one is Baker Mayfield ending up with the Rams. So he gets released by the Carolina Panthers. Steve Wilkes says, "Look, listen, we want to give him a fresh start. And then, you know, there's two things that I'm wondering about here. One is, 
is Matthew Stafford done? And when I say that, I'm not saying that that done this season. I'm saying Stafford had this injury he's been dealing with. He's a Super Bowl champion now. He's had a great career. Maybe Matthew Stafford's like, hey, I'm out. I don't know. But the idea that the Rams and Sean McVay pick up Baker Mayfield makes me wonder what the future planning is here. And a lot of people have said, well, this is just for the next few weeks. Well, what if Baker plays really well over the next few weeks for the Rams? And you know that this has been an issue with the shoulder and the injury. I know nothing, people, about whether or not Matthew Stafford, he lives in Atlanta, he's here in the offseason, but I know nothing. So I'm not putting that out there. What I am saying is it's just an interesting pickup by McVay when you start talking about you're getting him at a cheap price. I think $1.4 million is raining on his contract. And if you can turn him into – all right, what we thought about, and if anybody can, it's going to be Sean McVay, then maybe it gives you an option if, in fact, Stafford steps away, Baldy. Well, it's interesting. So Sean McVay has coached Jared Goff, first pick of the draft. Matt Stafford, first pick of the draft. Baker Mayfield, first pick of the draft. Nobody thought, I mean, most people didn't think, Carl, I'm not going to say no. Most people didn't think Matt Stafford could play at the level he did last year. Sure. Home in Detroit. Now, maybe it's just being in Detroit, being amongst the a, a turnover and all the stuff that happens in Detroit. Uh, and, and, you know, maybe that's why he struggled and, you know, wasn't a, considered to be a great player. And then he plays with Sean McVay with an offense with Cooper Cup and creativity and a defense that could take, you know, all this. You go, oh, that's Matt Stafford, you know, Super Bowl MVP, whatever. So um, I, I just think Sean McVay looks like th- these are talented players. Let's go find and get the, the most out of him. And I'm sure Baker's going, if he he probably couldn't think of a better place to go. Like, let me go with Sean. Even if he's a backup, if Stafford comes back and plays next year, if Baker just learn an offseason, you know, get healthy, learn the system, yeah. learn how Sean McVay calls the plays, understand where the like Baker's a smart guy and a competitive guy. And he's got a good, he's got an arm, he's got a good arm. He's got the he's got the he's got what it takes. It look, it'd be good to see him in a stable place, right? That knows how to build around a quarterback with a proven coach. Like whether he becomes the guy to your point, like maybe Stafford's like had enough. Who knows? Uh, you know, uh, but I, I think Baker's there to be the heir apparent if something happens to Matt. Yeah, it's interesting, and, and I just, Boldy, have you ever seen a general manager fired before Christmas? Like the Titans did. <laughs> I so, mean, you know, it's interesting, Carl. Like I did Tennessee at Philadelphia last week. I saw John Robinson. Yeah. And the last thing you thought, not you know, you, you know, I'm talking to guys from the Titans, and you know, they're they're missing this player, that you know, left tackle, pass rusher, like, and then they lose three starters in the first quarter. They lose David Long. They lose, you know, Trevor, uh, you know, the receiver, they you know, Trevor Burks and Traylon Burks, and you know they lose Christian Fulton, like all these things happen. And like, they're just a depleted group. You go, okay, but they're still in first place. They're still going to win the division. They are. Um, so well, I, the thing that struck me, Carl, was, okay, if you want to go in a different direction in team building, all right. But I, to me, it looks like John Robinson was building the team the way the coach wants to build the team. Now, I know the coach wanted A.J. Brown. Like maybe, you know, that's another part of the building that says we're not paying $100 million for this guy. Right. Like that's that's not John Robinson's fault. He drafted him. Um, 
he's had some good drafts. Everybody misses on some players, but he's had good drafts so, by and large. Um, to me, it made no sense of the timing. You know, if you want to make the change, okay, or if you want to get a – I guess it's to get a head start on the draft process, free agency, the draft. Let's let's get a new set of eyeballs on this kind of stuff. Okay, but you can't really argue with a lot of the things that John Robinson has done. So the timing seems completely wrong to me. It's weird. And I got to say this before we go, Baldy. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. I love Mike Vrabel. I think he's underrated as a coach for what he's been able to do there with Tennessee. But you can't be the GM and the coach. It's yeah. not going to work. It's not going to work. And it hasn't worked in a lot of places. And Baldy, we know. We can run down the list of guys who felt like they had the chest to take all of that on. And it's not a slide on Vrabel. I just think you have to have that separation yes. to be great I in an organization. Too. And I, you know the idea that he's now ahead of personnel and he's going to take it all on, it's one thing to have that conversation or that uh, that collaboration with the general manager in the front office, and you agree on how this process is going to work. It's not going to work if they allow Vrabel to be the guy who makes all of those decisions, and he's got to be the head coach. So I just I'm putting that out there. I don't know where Tennessee's going to go. I hope they hire a general manager, and we'll see where it happens. But I agree with you about Robinson. I thought the timing of that, and and let me be let me let me be completely honest. I thought it was personal. I thought the the whole thing was. I just saw a guy come in and kick my ass across the, the field in AJ Brown. And you traded this guy, and that's a bad trade, and now you're fired. That's the way I felt about that. Well, you know, you know, the timing, if you just looked at the timing of it, that's exactly right, Carl. Um, but I just remember before the draft, when people were talking about wide receivers and what's Tennessee going to do, and, and Vrabel came out and said, as long as I'm the coach here in Tennessee, A.J. Brown will be a part of this team. Mm. And then when I heard, you know, draft day, Sure. That the Eagles trade for him. I'm thinking, well, that's not what Vrabel wanted. Now, what's going to happen here? Like, because when a coach comes out publicly and says he'll be here as long as me, and obviously they miss him, and it's a big, it's a big loss. But to your point, look, Bill Belichick tries to do it all. It's not working very good, and they haven't drafted well, and it's been a big part of the overall decline. And I'm not knocking Bill Belichick. Like he's, he's got what he's got. But I, I agree with you. You know, Howie Roseman. Nick Sirianni, you know, Leslie, Sean right. and we just go through, you know, you look at Schneider and, you know, Pete Carroll, they just look at the separation. It's got to be that way. It's just the general managers I know and the full-time job that it is year round, Carl, like to me, that'd be impossible. You want a coach's eyes on a certain player. Come on in. Let me see what I got. You want to sit in the meetings yes. or in draft visits, sit in, but let the, those guys do their jobs. And the, you tell us, what you want and what you look for, we'll go find them. I agree. It, it's too, it's just too voluminous. I'll tell you a real quick story. I remember Ron Wolf in Green Bay one year when he was putting championship teams together in Green Bay. I remember sitting down with him and I was it's kind of like the offseason. I was like, you know, how's the how's uh you know the free agency, how's the draft process coming? He goes, Well, I've seen 700 players. I go, what do you mean 700? 
He goes, well, I've studied 700 myself. And as a staff, we've, we've watched 1,000. Like 700 players. That's it's crazy. It's crazy. And you, you know, and to, I to know. Go draft, to go draft seven. Right. 700. Yeah. You know, like you just can't, you just don't have that many hours in a day. No. And I think too, it, it simply comes down to respecting the job, yes. right? You, you have to respect the job. Yes. It's not that you don't, you can't do it. You can do it, but you're not giving that job its full attention and the respect it deserves to be you. great at it. And I that's why I've always said, I need my head coach to be my head coach. And I need my GM to be my GM because you've got to respect that. And I need my GM to pick my coach. Yes. I need those guys to be in lockstep in how you build the team and the vision you have for a team. I agree. Baldy, we could talk about that all day. That's yeah. the makeup. And we'll probably have off-season conversations about it, guys. Brian Baldinger, follow him on social media. Uh, Baldy's breakdowns always great. And, of course, follow this podcast in yeah. the huddle. Tuesday, Thursdays, we're seeing great results, guys. You guys are giving us a, a, a lot of love out there. So we, we really appreciate it. Season's counting down. Week 14. We're coming back next week. We'll see what happens. We'll be getting ready for the playoffs. These games at the end of the season are going to matter. It's a lot of fun right now in the NFL, and anything can happen. I'm with you, by the way. I know Nick was trying to make these predictions about the playoffs. I can't do it. I love the Cowboys because I'm looking at I mean, them from a, from a, a you know a 30,000-foot view. But oh, I don't look, know how this thing's going to shake out. I don't either. I, and look, I mean, we're, we're, we're taking this Thursday morning of week 14. Yes. The Raiders play tonight. They look like they're going to be a problem for some teams the way they're playing football right now. Devontae is Devontae. Josh Jacobs leading the league in rushing. Max Crosby. Just don't, they get, don't, they get Waller back? don't they get Waller back too? They're going to get Waller back. They're going to get Renfro back. Like just – you know, you just hold your horses. There's always, always, Carl, every, you've been around here forever. There's always somebody that's coming from the back of the pack. That's right. And making that run. And so I'm I'm going to play it all the way out before I make any Super Bowl predictions. No. And I, and you know what? That's the best way because the NFL is crazy. It's why we love it. Baldy, <laughs> no. have a great day, man. Appreciate you as always. Everybody, have a great day. We'll talk to you next week on In the Huddle.